Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Growth Mindstain. I'm Anthony Thompson. Hello, this I'm is Robert, uh, Catrona. Robert Catrona. Hello, and Teresa Casepigione. Everybody, introduce yourselves. Let me. I hate introducing f folks, so let's try that again. <laughs> yes, I'm Robert. Catrona. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. A little scruffy. Didn't get to shave. You know, I missed my hat. I lost it the other day, but uh, Teresa says she found it, so <laughs> hopefully I'll be able to use it again soon. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, how are you today, Teresa? I'm doing okay. You know, another day living in paradise, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess we, we have to go straight to the insurrection at the Capitol because that's the impossible story to get around. Uh, we'll also talk about the House impeachment of Trump, um, Snyder to be charged in the, U in the Flint case, which is uh, at least a positive, though it's just going to be a misdemeanor. Uh, U.S. submissions actually being lower because of uh, the COVID pandemic, and Illinois is going to end its cash bail, which is a positive uh, twist for everything. Mm. Um, I guess when we get to the insurrection, how, how just how how are you guys feeling? Are you feeling like you're surprised? That's a better question. Are you surprised or are you just more, here we are, here we go again? I think we've talked about how crazy they were the whole year, right? Like, you know, I think everybody's talked about how Trumpers have been kind of crazy the whole year. I don't understand how any of this was a surprise. Um, I didn't know exactly what was gonna happen, but um, I sure knew that something was gonna happen. They've uh, shown and proved every time there was a, an event or something that they were involved in, like the Proud Boys or, or any of these right-wing people, um, they always shown that they can act irrational and be real stupid. Last week we showed uh, them beating up a woman, right? That, that woman that got um, kind of beat up a little bit. And um, I've been watching a lot of videos like that all over the internet lately uh, with people getting beat up. But um, yeah, I'm not surprised. And, I feel like a lot of people are starting to say it looks like it was a setup. I don't know. How do you feel, Teresa? I'm glad it wasn't black people. I'm glad white people got to show all their crazy that we all knew that they had, and I'm glad it was them and it wasn't anybody else. Because, man, it was ridiculous. Whether it was a setup or not, it was probably just a charged blaze, okay? Somebody just set them right off, and Agent Orange is at the helm of that, even though he doesn't want to take any responsibility. Big surprise. I'm totally surprised. Isn't everybody surprised by that? Nobody, he doesn't want to take any responsibility. He's but... perfect. <laughs> He's the best at everything, right? <laughs> I did everything bigly and, and everything wonderfully, and it was a perfect, you know, they, they said the, the speech was perfect, and <laughs> that's all he says. I'm like, yo, dude, nobody's that perfect. Okay. I've never heard him say sorry. I've never heard him say he was at fault for anything. Were, and nobody found me at fault. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. They? Who's they? The famous they that finds you perfect at everything and thinks that you do no wrong. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I guess it's important now to play the video clip from, from this conference where he says that he said people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. So I guess we'll go to video one. We're joined together to celebrate a great achievement, the extraordinarily successful building of the wall on the southern border. Before we begin, I'd like to say that free speech is under assault like never before. 
The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me, but will come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration. As the expression goes, be careful what you wish for. The impeachment hoax is a continuation of the greatest and most vicious witch hunt in the history of our country and is causing tremendous anger and division and pain far greater than most people will ever understand, which is very dangerous for the USA, especially at this very tender time. And now I'd like to briefly address the events of last week. Millions of our citizens watched on Wednesday as a mob stormed the Capitol and trashed the halls of government. As I have consistently said throughout my administration, we believe in respecting America's history and traditions, not tearing them down. We believe in the rule of law, not in violence or rioting. Because of the pandemic, horrible, horrible, invisible enemy. I mean, I just had to cut him off at that point because it, it just became a rambling show at that point. Um, so there's two things that I will give this person credit for. Um, actually, the Proud Boys leader, one of the Proud Boys leaders, which I you you saw the, you already saw the clip of. He, it's not about just being crazy white people. It's just showing them that they can be as crazy as they would like to be. Uh, one of them is just a rich. Uh, He's a half, I don't know, it's, it's a, he's just a black, he's a crazy rich black person who is a, a leader of the Proud Boys as well. So it's just got to understand the crazy goes in a very wide range yep. here. And I, I actually, that's what I've been trying to tell you that like, it, it's a good 30, 30% 30 of the country that's just out of their rocker. Um, and they'll they'll ferment in whatever way that they can i i think this is a years and years of build up to from the tea party obviously but from from other previous ideas of we want conservative ideals and if you don't give it to us then we will do something abrupt and we will do something without thought um, I almost don't want to give Trump any credit for it, but unfortunately, this is the pathway to, I guess, a, a kind of performative uh, kicking him out of office. I mean, I, I don't know if we even have the right to blame him for the insurrection. I, I do. I think that it's <laughs> just a good way to do it. I think it's a good timing to do so. I think it's the appropriate timing, if you're going to, to do so. Um, just, I don't know if it's effectively going to do anything, right? We effectively don't know. If I totally wait, wait, blame wait, him. But can we talk real quick about how orange he looked on that camera real quick? <laughs> like, I know nobody knows what he's about to do after he's no longer president, but um, I think he's trying to go for Escondido's job because he is super orange. And that video clip, like, way oranger than he's ever been. I'm sorry, did she, did she, did she just clip out on you? Because um, I hit a button. Yeah, she my, did. Yeah, I was trying to like, yeah, lower it because I saw her peeking. I, I apologize, babe. It was only for a second I, I, I noticed that it dropped. Um, but, um, yeah, I blame him totally for it. I, I understand, like, you know, the um, whole um, mentality of the whole Republican Party is a certain kind of way or whatever it is. But it was his flags flying around there, hitting things and breaking things and cracking into things. And, you know, he, he's the leader of the pack. I he might not be the actual cause. Like, he, he didn't put a gun to their head and force them to go in there and do whatever. 
but I think his um his actions and his rhetoric definitely um triggered a lot of that. You know, he, I'll be there right next to you, and never really showed up. You know, and uh, and he, he never um what's the word? He never really says anything negative about them doing things. You know, and 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 there's a lot of rumors of him saying that he enjoyed it. I can't vouch for that, but um, I'm sure he's sitting back and enjoying this, not realizing people are dying because of the stuff he's saying, which isn't cool, you know. But, I mean, but there's, a, there's also multiple people who received, co like, have COVID. There's at least three people who have COVID at this point, mm -hmm. most likely because of the raid in on the Capitol. Um, and these are all mostly older people. So it's unfortunately targeted in a way that there's one, there's always going to be a consequence at this point. And I, I, I'm, I'm just happy all of them are getting caught for their stupidity. I think yeah. that's actually more relevant because we can have at least consequences for the people who have... I don't know. I mean, this is the thing. This is the reason why I want to go to V3 with this crazy, I think he's out of his mind. And Ryan Grib did a great thing for the intercept. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't have time to clip out some of the spots for it. But just to give Ryan, Ryan Grimm from the intercept uh, his due, um, showing that this is just a special type of crazy. So if you want to play V3, sorry that I had to jump you on that. No problem, no problem. Organizer of the gathering. Alexander, a pro-Trump personality, was an early founder of the Stop the Steal movement. We gotta save the Republic, right? And helped bring together various right-wing factions around a mass event on January 6th. It was aimed to coincide with objections to the counting of the Electoral College. Alexander made his claim in three separate live streams in late December, adding that representatives Paul Gosar of Arizona and Mo Brooks of Alabama were also involved. I was the person who came up with the January 6th idea. And I'm the guy who came up with the idea of January 6th when I was talking with Congressman Gosar, Congressman Andy Biggs, and Congressman Mo Brooks. So we're working with members of Congress while other people are trying to showboat. Uh, we're really working hard because, look, I believe that the president should do something brave. I think that the vice president should do something brave. I believe that that's how we maintain the White House, and I believe that we need to maintain the White House. I think it's a moral imperative. His claim is buttressed by another video. So you can pause it right there. Rally at the Arizona State Capitol, at which Alexander so that we don't give a video it too much right that there. Biggs had supplied. Congressman Gosar has been the spirit animal of this movement. One of the other heroes has been Congressman Andy. Yeah, I, I just don't. Unfortunately, I just don't want to get into a DMCA issue with the with the intercept and all of that. Um, so, what I can tell is that that guy is just a straight on grifter. Like <laughs> that guy's got a special kind of gift to to know exactly what his crowd is. So I could tell that immediately that it, that's the type of personalities that run rampant in that kind of ring and i think that is more evident he looked loony man like a lot of uh, there's like i don't know what it is man but you know when there's something wrong with somebody mentally i don't want to badmouth anybody that has mental issues but you could kind of see it in their face their demeanor their eyes every you know something about that dude just like something's off and like i have nothing against people that you know have issues but i think somebody must have taken advantage of that issue and and and, and converted him into a loony bin 
What's his name again? Um, was it, what's his name? I, th I think I heard something about this guy before earlier. just want to make sure I get his name correct. And they said something about, like, like originally he was trying to say his name. If, if it's the guy I think I heard earlier, like, he used to go by, um, and I don't even want to say it, like, to disrespect any Muslims, but Alal Akbar, like, like I don't know if that, that he changed his name. His name is Al something now or something. Um, but I forgot his name. Ali Alexander. Yeah, oh. Alexander. Yeah, at one yeah. point he used to call himself Allah Akbar or something. I heard. I, I, I was listening to somebody I mean, talking see, about. That's it. what I mean. It, this is just sounds like another person who just found another grift, and f clamping on Trump is just a way to do so. Yeah. So yeah. I almost don't want to give him credit, other than the fact that he might be one of those people who was relevant in creating this goddamn insurrection. And I don't even mean the actual. Um, there's probably much more. I mean, we're not even talking about the real militarized aspect of this, where there are people, it is clear to me, and we'll talk about how black officers in uh, DC are saying that they are not, they weren't listened to for a long time about this possible, this kind of conflict that could occur. Um, I'm worried about this. So, well, I, I, hope, I hope he's enthusiastic as that as he was on those videos when the FBI shows up to his house trying to arrest him. <laughs> Are you still going to be that enthusiastic, sir? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. He said something about um, this weekend or whatever coming up on this. They, I thought it was the 16th, but down, now they're saying the 17th on Sunday or whatever. This is the 17th. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's so special about the 17th, but there's some some i don't know and these are all rumors as well which is kind of it's hard to flush out what is just pure rumors at this point but i hear 17th to the 20th of just long of just protests and long form protests so um i think it's an incredible waste of space and time but they have the right to do so but they're they should be every single person with a weapon should be arrested what happened to all of that like there's a lot of those people carried weapons into that state that shouldn't have had them i mean there's all of these other like holes in the system that we we need to talk about now like the the uh, I'm sorry i was gonna say there was an unsanctioned march as well like they weren't supposed to march that mile and a half supposedly um from where they were to the Capitol building, like they, they're supposed to have police escorts and like all this other stuff, but nobody's calling that into account. Um, somebody was talking about it. Um, you know, I was watching, you know, I watch a lot of these like um, shows um, online or whatever. Uh, what is it? Morning Invest, I think it is, is one of them. Where they were talking about um, how people were, they didn't account for, for, for the, the, the period of time. Like there, there's supposed to be police presence, you know, and then there's no police at the at the Capitol. There was just a lot of weird circumstances that, that caused this um, incident to get worse than it could have been. You know, if they would have had police presence on the march uh, to, to the Capitol and police presence at the place, it would have been better. They were there for like, what, three hours or so before the, um, before the actual National Guard showed up or something like that? Well, they had a lot of information prior to all yeah. this happening suspicious this, that this was going to happen and they did nothing about it uh, from multiple sources you have video of capitol police that were removing guards um the uh, guardrails to let them into the capitol so you know 
it's like a lot of I think a lot of stuff was overlooked purposely, which I can see why a lot of people are saying, oh, this was probably was staged. It was probably staged. Well, there's a lot of people going to have to pay for this. I'm hearing like it was a job. I'm hearing it was a trial run. To give you some information, one one cop was captured on tape seeming to take selfies with protesters, while another allegedly wore a red MAGA hat as he directed protesters around the Capitol building. While many officers were filmed fighting off rioters, at least 12 others were are under an investigation for possibly assisting them. That 12 number was from two days ago, so I heard that number is up to about 45 or something like that. So that is an interesting development for the Metro Police because the Capitol Police and the DC Police are two different fundamental things. So now they're basically, they have, they, they are very like each other. They just do different things. Um, the Capitol Force is only 29% black in a city that is 46% black. By contrast, as of 2018, 50% of Washington metropolis, a metropolitan police officers were black. So it's a difference of about, I don't know, 20, 20% between these two. So it's just a good indication of maybe some of these are good old boys that are in this kind of in, in the Capitol Police, and maybe they have something else for themselves. They have to defund themselves. Um, as It's reforming the police, but it's defunding the police and changing the attitude of that precinct. And then, I don't know, it goes deep. All of these precincts are, diff are, are different and have these kind of issues. Racism doesn't care. You know, like people that are racist yeah. or they want you know, a certain type of white supremacy or whatever doesn't care. Or if they just want to keep um, the status quo, at least, you know what I mean? Like, like some of these people, I don't understand why they feel like things have been better since Trump has been around. I don't, I don't, that's why I don't think it's all, like, that's the only reason why I don't think it's all about Trump is because I feel these times have been really trying. A lot of people have been dying a lot. You know, that's rhyming. No. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? At the end of the day, it's, um, damn, I'm just rhyming left and right, right? <laughs> Right, right around. I don't know. I'm not rapping here. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan dying, slime. Blah, blah, blah. No, what was I gonna say? So, but like I was saying, a lot of these people, it's so much of a coincidence. Everything's a coincidence. Everybody, um, you know, it doesn't seem like it's but so much about Trump. Like they want Trump because Trump's allowing their nonsense. You know what I mean? That's why I think the only reason why Trump is is significant to them because like. He's like cool with it. Oh, they they ran somebody over during that um that protest, you know, months back or whatever it is. He didn't say anything. There's some good boys on your side, right? Like that's his mentality. So I think he's that's their, their benefit. Guy. You know he's what I mean? Their, their guy. That's finally the one that's come along to say exactly what they've all wanted to say. Yep. You know, oh Christmas, we need to say bring Christmas back, and you know all these people that have been feeling oppressed because you know we've been asking them to take into consideration other people's feelings or taking into consideration other people's ideologies or taking into consideration the fact that you shouldn't be a racist prick. Um, they're upset about that. Like, how dare you not tell me to say the N-word or anything like that? I should be able to say whatever I want to say. And they got their knight in shining orange came and they, he was able to say all those things that he, you know, that they wanted to say for so long. And they got, not only that, he became our president. So of course I can say whatever I want now. That's our president. Look at all the spike 
and racial outbursts, all the Karens that have been further developed, you know, Karens and Kevins that have, we've gotten to see all over the internet, you know, they were always there. They just have now someone to back them to make them feel justified and their beliefs and their thinking. And I'm going to say that that is the true reason why the impeachment of Trump is actually valid. I, that's the only reason I believe it is valid because he has fermented this kind of uh, environment multiple times. So therefore there's a precedent for his, his words. Um, I don't know. Let's just push along a little bit uh, to the house impeachment of Trump. The only, okay. So I watched all of C-SPAN. I watched so much of this thing. I, I wanted to keep clipping stuff and then I just realized, no, it's not worth it. I'm just going to play the one thing with stupid Matt Gates, who's, who, I, I couldn't even listen to the whole thing at some point. But Pre President Donald Trump's impeachment trial uh, happened on, uh, I believe it was Tuesday, correct? Uh, it, it almost feels like every day is a little bit too long at this point. Um, the trial's timeline uh, and schedule are largely set by the Senate procedures, so I believe that the Senate does not see it until January 19 at this point, and possibly January 21st, I heard. Um, there's not much that it can do. If you want to just, let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Yeah, if you go to me real quick. Um, Basically, the Democratic Party did a 222, just basically all voted for yay. Ten Republicans went over, um, and the rest were nays. So that seems pretty on the line with how that party has been going. I, I honestly knew that a couple of Republicans were going to jump ship. There's no way that Liz Cheney gives a, gives a shit what happens to Donald Trump. Liz Cheney hates Donald Trump. And there's at least another n five or six people who are going to lose their seats if they keep voting with Trump at this point. Uh, yeah, Trump um, is not, like, people, I don't think any of them like Trump. I think it's just the policies that they're allowed to um, deal with. I think a lot Trump. of them have kept him, though, because... They've kept his secrets and all that other stuff, so they've, you know, they've been backing this horse this whole time. And, you know, it drives me crazy, because really they should have enacted the 25th, but, you know, Trump said it best, Pence is a pussy, <laughs> so he didn't do it. He needed to get him out a long time ago. When the first impeachment came along, they should have kicked him out, but they didn't, you know. And I really blame all the Republicans for what happened, not just Donald Trump. You can't just blame him for it. I mean, and one of the more difficult parts is that it, there, it's it's party line part. Like it's just the party line politics. Um, everything that we do at this point is stuck between the red and blue stanza where. You're going like it is almost strange that 10 Republicans moved over to the aisle to the Democratic Party, even though it probably doesn't matter that much. It actually they probably would have passed it without them. Um, it's such a shame because they really shouldn't be playing party, party politics, politics. But this president has really made them all do this. 
um, party politics bullshit, and it's it is ridiculous because we should they, we but should be surprised by a Republican going and and backing something that might have been Democratic, you know, a Democratic idea. They should be able to go from either side without being like, oh my God, you mean he flip flopped? I can't believe it. There shouldn't be a big deal with that. It used to be like that at one point, you know, and I know bipartisan Joe really wants to bring that back when he comes in. I hope he doesn't because they all need to pay. They all need to pay for exactly who they stood behind, which is Trump. They've stood behind Trump and they've let him lead and they've fallen in line and they need to pay big time. But that's the thing. We did not, we did not elect somebody who is going to do that. That is, that is almost something that we have to put out of our minds because we did not elect somebody who is going to go visit, like go after these people afterwards. We, we pick somebody who is going to try to mend the line. And he might have the intelligence enough to know that you're not going to convince them on their, their party line Senate stuff anymore. Uh, Mitch McConnell, you're never going to move at this point. Lindsey Graham, you're never going to move. So I think maybe he has some of his cabinet choices that aren't so corporate are at least they are relevant enough that maybe maybe in a meeting in a in a hearing they'll actually push some politics and force their their voice to be heard to a point where it'll just look bad the republican party will start to look bad if they just obstruct for two years maybe that's the only goal that we have is that we make them look bad for two years um i think that's probably the best the best road right there because if the Democrats do not do something drastic and make real big changes that actually affect the people positively, they're going to lose it again, just like they did with Obama. And they had it. They had the Senate. They had Congress. They had everything. And it was set up ready, ready to go. And he didn't make the big moves that they needed to make. And that's why it ended up flipping and we ended up losing seats and everything like that. And we lost, and the Republicans ended up taking over. And they don't care. They're cutthroat. They want to be ruthless. They don't care. They figure, well, we're already backing a racist, so we can be the bad guys. You want us to be the bad guys anyway, right? So we'll be the bad guys all day. We need to stop trying to play uh, let's be everybody be friends because it's not going to work for them. Just You need to show the people. The people have elected Democrats to make the changes that are going to be positive for us. They need to make sure that they are playing with us first before they try to play politics and try to make everything even between the Democrats and the Republicans. I'm done with that shit. Make something happen for the people. The people are the ones that are starving right now. They're suffering. They're in danger of losing housing and everything like that. You need to work on helping the people out. These are the ones that elected you guys. That's what they forget every single time. That we are the ones electing them. We have to remember we're the ones putting them into place. We are the ones with the power, and we need to get them the hell out when they don't do anything for us. Can I say something? Sure. Uh, I just want to make a comment. Did you say no? Uh, <laughs> I, I, said no. No. <laughs> I was going to say, um, so um, I don't think anything is going to work uh, at this point. I think they've made it such a crap show that, like, you know, you're only going to satisfy certain people, and the other person's still going to criticize. They, they made it. I think that there was one point in light, in time where people were kind of like accepting of other people. And I've gotten to the point where it's like, if it's a Democrat, damn them. Or if it's a Republican, damn them. You know what I mean? Like they don't care. Oh, if you do that, that's socialism or this, that, and whatever. Like even if you give somebody something that they need, if I, if you were to give a Republican 
$2,000, let's say, or whatever it is, um, you know, they'll be grateful for it, but they'll still consider it socialism and, 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 and bitch about it. You know what I mean? Like, is, I don't think that at this point, they've made it so chaotic that I don't know if there's any way to satisfy anybody at this point. All we could do is try to, you know, satisfy the majority, which I think in some ways is what you said, is to, to cater to the people. But even then, it's like, People have lost trust in the media, the government, um, uh, you know, and everything else. The police, you know, like it, it, you're not going to satisfy that many people at, at this point. Everybody's for self right now, the way they're feeling. And then hopefully, you know, gonna, like what happened? Oh, continue. I was just going to say I was going to uh, Biden unveils the one point nine trillion plan. Well, I didn't have time to read this article, so I didn't really want to talk about it without a without reading it. Um, but him unveiling the $1.9 trillion plan to stem COVID-19 and steady the economy, that it, at least is an idea. And I, yeah. I don't know, I think that's what we need right now is somebody to keep pushing him to keep putting out ideas. Even mm -hmm. if they're not gonna, I don't know if this one will go through at 1.9, it'll probably go through more like at 1.2 or something like that. They'll probably cut something out of there. but. Hey, at least there'll be a steady uh, COVID vaccine. Oh, also, we have a question. Sorry about that. But we'll get that, that in a second. So how do you guys feel about that while I read this question? Uh, real quick? Supposedly, Ocasio-Cortez uh, um, uh, has said um, she was a little upset because he's trying to pass off $1,400 instead of 2000 like he promised to people. So, like, like, there's some certain issues with what um, he's proposing from what I've been hearing. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. Fourteen hundred, and and making it a, a total of, to, uh, of two thousand is still a great thing compared to what it was before when they were like three hundred dollars a person or whatever. They're, at one point they were trying to give people three hundred, right, or something like that. I think it was like, so mm -hmm. like that's that's crazy, you know. So um, I, I'm happy. I mean, to, to be extent. more specific, it's it's an it was an expansion. It was a three hundred dollar expansion on what each state was giving which is good but it's also not intent it has to be in tandem with being paid out because usually you have to have a you have to really be un completely unemployed at that point making yeah. less than five hundred dollars a week stuff like that so um oh please finish what you were saying no, there's a just, question it, here but like i was just in general saying like you know, it's still way too little, man. Like, people have been uh, hurting for over nine months now, you know? So, like, what's $2,000 going to really do It's if people haven't been working? Like, I'm, I'm grateful you're giving that to people or whatever it is, or 1400 or whatever they're going to give. But uh, And the fact that he's focusing more on individuals and small businesses makes me happier than him putting it towards... Um, uh, you know, larger businesses, but other than that, it's it's still like we're still kind of like feeling like Canada two thousand a month. You know what I mean? I like two thousand a month. A month. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't really like thousand dollars in back rent and everything like that. You know, like throwing six hundred dollars at a five thousand dollar bill really doesn't do nothing. It doesn't do anything. It's a laughable. It's laughable. It's laughable. You know, and I mean. It's easier now, you know, to try to get leniency when it comes to like credit cards and everything like that. They're still trying to work with people. But what happens when they finish working with people? They're like, okay, vaccines out. Government says I don't have to help you anymore. They're gonna come for your. They're gonna come for your electric. They're gonna come for your gas. All this stuff. It's like, hello. 
this is not enough. This is not enough for these people. They are literally Interesting. scraping by. Interestingly enough, I haven't gotten my $600 check and I have no problem playing, paying my gas bill when that comes, but they're coming after me for $80. It's not even coming after me. It's one of those letters. But I was like, really, this isn't necessary. Like, I understand I owe you $80. Like, it, it'll be okay. You got me on lock. I'm not going anywhere. Um, so this is actually interesting because this is kind of our more leftist, communist kind of rhetoric, at least, or at least what we think about giving us 2000 a month. Um, do you believe you can have equity or even equality in capitalism? Uh, how would you implement it into a society and also the market, uh, which can change at any second? And that was a question from uh, Stephen, uh, Stephen Smith, your communist. <laughs> okay. Um, could you, like, <laughs> I know. I, I'm trying, like, it's kind of a complicated question could you like kind of reiterate it like yeah like, it's a little bit complicated so i'm going to break it into two because do you believe you can have equity or even equality in capitalism um, and how much um would you implement it into the society and also the market which can change at any second if it's you mean if it's like a total capitalistic thing where where they're not um you know, there aren't any social programs i'm assuming he's, he's saying like i don't think that's yeah, possible i think, I think there's yeah, go ahead. You know, I, I don't think, think that. I, yeah, I don't think that's really possible because if you're all about making dollars, all you see is dollar signs with everything that you're doing. You like all the decisions that you're making. You're not. You're not. Uh, uh, there's no um, nothing like uh, programs that would help the poor in capitalism. That that has. There's nothing to do with that. Business is business. You know what I mean? I, that's how I look at it. Um, I don't see it as. Um, you know, like. I don't know. Am I right or wrong? I mean, do you feel like that that statement is true? Like, like capitalism I means think... you're trying to earn money and and through doing work through businesses. You know, it's like the process of 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 building a community and making money by having people work and earn it and so on and so forth. But the people on the top always are going to try to get more than the people. I mean, you know, the people on the bottom want to make more too, but. If it's not their business, they're not necessarily going to see the same money that the people on the top are going to be. Uh, so I don't see it like if there's not a balance in there or if there's not a way for them to contribute back to the community, it's hard for me to say so. I mean, it also depends on like taxes as well. Like how is the taxes going to, uh, you know, because if, if you got a capitalistic country and, and or, or, you know, just lifestyle or whatever it is that he's he's trying, he or she is trying to say, um, that money's got to be reinvested into the community somehow. If the taxes aren't taking that, or if they're not asking for enough taxes, how does that, you know what I mean? People are going to, you know, fall through the cracks. That's just how I see it. So I don't think it's, you, you have to have some sort of balance somewhere, but go ahead. So I think some of it is the effect that you, they are trying to say that capitalism itself is, I, I can't speak for them, but capitalism itself is out of control itself here. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, you're talking about the capitalism we're experiencing here, not just pure capitalism. Pure capitalism, I, I obviously don't believe can work. I don't even believe pure socialism can work. Mm -hmm. um, I think that money. unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, there's somebody has to, to make money, and it has to be another. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but I also believe no, no, no. I, I, but I also don't believe that we should live in a system that believes that productivity is your 
main source of value. That is also what capitalism ends up doing. How do you feel, Teresa? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. As I don't really think it'll work either. I mean, it's something that we've done for so long, and it's hard to get to out of that um, because because of how it's already set up. But you know, we do have to have somewhere of a balance because these social programs that we do have really benefit a lot of people. And then it's like, but you do want to try to let people actually try to make more money and and get out of their class but i was reading something that said if you're born into poverty you only have like a three percent chance to actually take yourself out of poverty you know if you're born into it that's where you're going to stay that's your whole life you know even in our society that we live in we don't have the avenues for people to try to get out of poverty people want to take shortcuts when they're in poverty they go sell drugs they start robbing things and because they have no other choice, they, you know, like, I mean, they have a choice. They could either choose to stay in poverty or they could try to do something about it. And if nobody gives them the option, like, like right now, a lot of people are seriously suffering because of uh, COVID because it's throwing people that weren't in poverty into poverty because of the fact that they're not now not making any income. And in order for them to go to work, they got to risk their lives or, or certain work opportunities aren't there anymore that they're qualified for. You know, and, you know, automation is a huge thing that affects things. Like, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people aren't making money now. There are not a lot of reasons why people are surviving. Yeah, it's a, I think um, that statement of uh, we're all just one paycheck away from, you know, being homeless really came to light for a lot of people. And it really shone that light on a lot of people. Like, yeah, I've, I'm almost there or I am there. There are some people are living in their cars they had an article the other day I was looking at. Somebody had started living in a, um, in a, what is it? The container places, the storage units. Started living in a storage unit. Yeah, that is not made for habitation, you know? And people shouldn't have to feel that they're at that point of desperateness to leave their apartments and try to live in a storage unit. They're refrigerated. <laughs> You're freezing. You're not living somewhere that you would want to be living. I feel um, I'm not even like as an individual, like I could see like the possibility of people pulling themselves more likely out of poverty. I mean, I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but but I don't even care about that aspect. I care more about the aspect of what about the families that are in poverty with children that can't do anything or, or with elderly or you know what I mean? Like elderly or children or whatever it is. Like, at the end of the day, that's that's where the problem really is. It's like, you know, if I'm a young 20-year-old person that could live in his car for a while in order for me to find my way back to, you know, normalcy, that's one thing. And it's still bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not belittling any of that. But it's like, what do you do in a situation where you're in a household with, like, five people and majority of them can't work or, or something else is going on with them that, that doesn't allow them, like, their age or something like that or they... They're still young enough and they need to be going to school and, you know, you're screwing up. It's, it's, it's not right. The, the whole system is screwed up. I uh, just want to say uh, thank you, uh, Steven. I just want to say it right. Yeah, Steven Smith for, uh, for following. That was nice of you. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you for the question. Um, and yes, we, I think we're all actually here in agreement that capitalism will not end poverty. I think we're, we're, 
Um, we may be a little bit in a disagree disagreement about how much capitalism can be effective. I don't even know if we're even in disagreement. I think that we um, are in different places about capitalism right now. And I think that, uh, you know, for me, I'm dealing with, oh my God, my business disappeared because a pandemic happened. I'm getting to see that um, even even knowing other skill sets isn't almost isn't enough sometimes. Like all the connections that you have, all the space that you have, what works in this kind of an environment, that is actually more of a, the competitive part of working right now. And I'm not sure if the competition should be what we focus on, but in a way you kind of have to in this kind of society, in, a, in this kind of deep capitalism that we have right now here. If you listen to an entrepreneur right now, they would say most of the money of where people get become rich and do all this other stuff happens when uh, economies are in the verge of collapse, which is kind of a crazy concept. And I could see how that can work in, for, in the benefit for some people. But what about everybody else? You know, that's kind of like a selfish way to look at things like, hey, you know, there's opportunities like you might lose your job, but then there's other opportunities. Like if you have the capabilities of doing this, now's the time for you to to get up and do that. You know what I mean? And 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 it's it's a crazy thought, but and, and and like in a way, I agree with it to an extent for certain people that are able to adapt. But how many people can really adapt? You know what I mean? That's at the end of the day. You know, some people don't have their grasp. Some people right now are suicidal because of what's going on. They're not even thinking about adapting. They're like, what the hell do I do? I have no idea where to go. I don't know who to talk to. You know what I mean? Like, there's people that didn't know. And Biden said, that's the one one thing that Biden said in one of his speeches recently, which I give him, you know, a little bit of props for, is that a lot of people didn't even know where to get the money that they needed through the government. You know what I mean? Like he says with, with this true. stimulus thing that he's going to go out and, and try to make it so it's more accessible and more easy for people to find ways of finding it because, you know, people are struggling, man. And, and like, I don't know where to go. I don't know who to ask. I don't want to look like I'm going to be doing something fraudulent or, or, you know, cause there's people that have been fraudulent or they thought that they can go a certain path. And then later on, they ended up getting lawsuits and criminal charges for, for, for handling things the wrong way. Well, people are desperate too, you know, people are becoming, you know, they're making themselves their own business so that they can apply for these small business loans that have real low interest rates and stuff like that, just so that they can survive, they can take out something, you know, some of these uh, loan forgiveness programs, stuff like that. They're just doing that just so that they can try to survive one more, you know, month in their house or something like that. You know, people are really desperate. It's you know, the soup kitchen lines, they're getting longer every day. These food distribution places are getting more people that they're seeing every single day. You know, people are struggling, you know. Um, we've been, thankfully, we haven't been, we haven't gotten that bad, but it's like, you know, who knows? We don't know at the same time how long it's going to be before we might have to partake in stuff like that. You know, it's, it's bad and we're looking for our government to help us and they're not there. You know, and hopefully with this new administration coming in, it does, you know, we do get something out of it. So that way it actually is helping these people that do need this lifeline the most. Uh, I mean, 
you have kids that went to school for industries and their industries are gone. It's, it's true. And now they're struggling with student debt and everything like that. It's one thing that I like about Joe Biden that he's, he's starting to talk about, you know, forgiving student loan debt and everything like that. Like, can you imagine going to school for all those years? And then now you don't have a job that you were studying for. That job is completely gone because of this COVID and everything like that. They, they have to try to help the people. That's really where if they want to stay in their seats, these politicians, they need to help us. And we need community. We need to be doing a lot more community-driven stuff. People need, like I keep, I'm going to keep saying that in every show if I have to, people need to get off their asses and help each other. Right now, a lot of people have no clue what to do with themselves themselves or whatever they don't their their family members are struggling there's elderly struggling you know there's a lady in my building i think i've explained this to you before um you know personally i don't know if i told you this on the show or whatever there was an elderly lady that got locked i was at my mother's house she got locked out of her house and she was knocking on doors on the floor like there's uh, about 10 apartments on the floor she's knocking on the doors on the floor trying to find somebody to help her get in the you know her keys didn't seem to work she has one of those multi-lock keys, you know, like the ones that, you know, they're kind of funky looking. And like, if you don't really know how to use them, they're a little tricky, but they're like regular keys in general. But she has a mild case of dementia or whatever. So I walked down the hallway to go help her. And, um, you know, her neighbor right across from her, like literally a perpendicular or whatever on the other side or parallel or whatever. Uh, perpendicular would be the other way. But parallel to her, her thing on the other side of the hallway. Um didn't um you know she saw me over there and was like what are you doing there and i'm like i'm helping her get into her house like i guess she didn't recognize me because i have my mask on and everything else but then she's like oh she does this all the time and blah 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 and like she instead of seeming like she was concerned she seemed mad and then moments later i hear boom 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 you know like down the hallway and it's the police going to her apartment or whatever um you know, trying to see what's going on because they had a report that some lady was going around or doing somebody was going around knocking on doors and acting a fool, supposedly. And in reality, it was a little old lady with dementia. Come to find out, her husband was in the hospital, right? So she, he used to take care of her, but he had gotten sick. And today I found out from my mother that he actually passed away, which is sad. So now this woman, is, you know, the, the police took her that day away. And in a way, she kind of needed the help. But you would think that they would have, instead of bringing some strangers and police, there were and initially there were two cops, and then another like four cops came up with a with a stretcher and they took her away. So I mean, she needed the help, but these people supposedly had contacts that they could they could have went through the guard, they could have went through the family members, you know, the building or whatever, you know, the 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 guard in the building or the superintendent in the building. They could have um went through that approach. A lot of people had contact, you know, information for her family members. So my whole thing is a lot of people take the lazy route. Hold on a second. We also live in a, Things, a liability. Just go inside. I'll bring it in. I'll bring it in. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We live in a, we live in a liability society. So yep. that guard is told not to interfere with that situation. There, uh, I also, there's, I'm there, this is a possibly, I don't need, I don't want to be generational, but there might be a generational issue there where, you you don't have the kind of latitude for that kind of person. That person is seen as they should be in a house, in a housing facility 
of some sort to to be kept in a situation where they can be looked after all the time there a lot of people feel that way and they they get angry they instead of dealing with that as in how what can i do to kind of help this situation they get into more of a i'm angry about this situation these people i'm sorry like i agree with you to an extent these people were almost her age yeah. that were complaining so i'm yeah. thinking to myself and- would they want to be have their door knocked on by the police like like you know like it sounded like they were going to break the door down the way they were banging on it I mean, I, they might not have, but it sounded like boom, 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 like something like they were on, about to raid the apartment, you know? So, because they had no clue what was going on. And, um, you know, I get it to an extent, but at the same time, I'm like, I mean, if that was my it. mother and I found out my family member, my, my her neighbors had, had called the police the way they did, you want to call like the proper people, like medical people or something like that, fine. But the police, man, you know, like my mom went to the... Um, church uh uptown on uh st john the divine and this woman that used to go there uh she was relatively friends with but she had like mental issues or whatever it was i'm sure you heard about that incident of that woman that the house they raided her house and they shot her you know like the police um like said something shoot they were they were erratic the woman was erratic and they ended up killing her in her apartment Uh, this happened like what over a year ago right you remember that that situation? Well, she doesn't remember. remember. Well, supposedly this woman was a sweet lady, but she had she had mental issues. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not cool with people sending police. You know, like this is the whole thing about the defund the police thing or whatever it is. You send the right people for the right situation, and I think the situation called for if she, if they needed to, and that was the last resort. Fine, bring the police. And I, these, but these, supposedly these people had the phone number of the children. Why didn't you call the children? I put the woman back into her apartment. She was safe in her apartment. It's not like, like she was roaming the streets acting crazy. She was in her apartment. And then they came to her apartment and yanked her out of her apartment. So I have a problem with that. It's one thing if she's in the street, you know, stripping herself naked, acting crazy or doing whatever it was. But she wasn't. She, she, she looked scared. And then she got more scared at the end of the day. I'm not trying to make excuses for anything or anything like that. But, you know, people right right now now are very tense and very scared in general when it comes to COVID, you know. And that changes. It's changed a lot of people's relationships with their neighbors and their friends and everything. They're not as willing to try to help as they used to. Um, because they're scared. People are scared. They're scared of catching COVID. They're scared of infecting their family, you know, which will make people not want to step out of their own comfort, their own security to help somebody else. You know, it's easier to make a phone call or something like that. You know, these people, it seems like they knew what was going on, but they called the police and then claimed it was somebody roaming around in the halls. But it seemed like everybody on that floor knew what was going on, which is the only thing I think is messed up. Because if if you're concerned over her well-being, then you should have called, you know, for an ambulance or somebody to come and do a wellness check for this person instead of the police. And instead of saying it was somebody roaming the halls, because then that automatically puts them on alert. Um, And that way they could have had an ambulance right there with them when they came, you know, instead of having them come and think, oh, we've just got an intruder running around in the halls of some apartment building. And and I have a lot of sympathy about this. I 
you have to understand as well. I I have mental health issues, and I have no issue talking about that really. But um, one of the things about wellness check is that oftentimes in many areas, depending on what kind of density area it is, that involves the police as well, or being sent to a facility which is could be one of the worst mental health facilities in the area because of where you are. Um, so when I had my wellness check, I had both the paramedics and the police to deal with. So I didn't have a choice whether what environment I had to deal with. In, in that situation, it was basically dealing with the police and then dealing with the paramedics. And my health wasn't necessarily the main issue there. It had to do with what they felt was the security of their, um, I, their case, basically, the case, whatever they are sent out to do. Of so, course, which cuts us back to friggin' defunding the police because they really shouldn't be the first responder to something like that. They really shouldn't be the first ones that are called there. You really should have been able to at least deal with the paramedics or deal with somebody else that specializes in that. We should have people that we have that do that are specialized in uh, mental health and they actually can come and talk down someone who might be having um, a mental break or if there's a person with autism that's having an episode they should be able to get you know to help them without having the police shoot them in the middle of the street you know that those are things that need to happen with the whole defunding the police that people are understanding all they're hearing is defunding police like we're trying to get rid of them that's not what it is that was a whole poor wording i think when it comes to defunding the police i think we really need to get around restructuring the police well um let me um say something real quick this is the problem that i have about um just the whole environment like they're willing and back to capitalism a little bit they want to they're willing to pay for the best of the best and do the right thing for the people with the money and you know if it brings in money they'll do whatever they want to do with that money and make it right but when it comes to people and social services or whatever it is things that'll help people they you know they don't uh allocate the money where it's supposed to go and like when there's something really needs to be adjusted or fixed oh that's too expensive no 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 healthcare no 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 this no 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 police you know like if it's not something that they feel is is, is is in the in their grand scheme of like how things should be the money's not worth it in social programs but when it comes to hey you know this guy knows how to uh do some awesome coding or doing whatever else it is um and they know that they can make the you know their business millions or trillions or billions or whatever i wouldn't say trillions because people i guess if you're apple trillions <laughs> maybe but you know they'll do whatever they'll spend that money quick they'll spend that money in a heartbeat but it's like like you would think if society was better like like i said before in a lot a couple of episodes back if they really cared about people the money that they invested in the companies wouldn't necessarily just be into automation it would be into also the um working conditions people's you know how people's livelihoods allowing them to take breaks and relax and do whatever it is that they have to do to have a normal life while they're working so that they can live a better life and, and provide better work better work environment and better um you know just in general work environment like at the end of the day that's what it is you're a happier worker 
you do a more efficient job working. They said like, you know, you don't have to work five days a week. You can work four days a week and still be as effective if the person's in the right mind state, you know what I mean? But, you know, they don't care. They just want to work people to death. They want to make their money. They don't care if the conditions are, 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 are horrible. If a person leaves, lose an arm or eye or whatever at their job, unless it's going to, if, it, if they do, then, you know, they got the, the contingencies for that. They'll, let, they'll have their lawyers and whatever else to make sure that, you know, or their insurances, you know, that, that'll cover that. But when it comes to the individuals themselves, they don't care if people are covered or safe or, or if they're being handled correctly, you know, in, in the real world aside from work. You know what I mean? And and I have a, a huge problem with that. We live in, that's that's the problem with a capitalist, uh, capitalist or capitalism in a country or whatever. At the end of the day, their focus is the money and where the money is going and what's going on with the money. You know, the money, 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 you know, but they don't care if people are dying because of it. You know, going to mines or whatever, digging up all sorts of toxic things or live, de destroying the environment. and It's not important to them. And that's why Trump did all that deregulation and all that other stuff. He doesn't care. He's, it's a, he's there about well, their money, you know? Okay, I mean, I'm sorry. yes. I'm, I think that we should shift to a, a more, a showing of criminal negligence. Um, Ex-Michigan Governor Rick Snyder and eight others have been criminally charged in the Flint water crisis. This is a long time coming. Uh, I would say that this should have been something that happened a year ago, two years ago, but this is a case from 2017, 2018. Um, right now, he's a Republican who left to office two years ago and is facing two counts of willful neglect, both only misdemeanors, which are carrying a maximum sentence of one year um, in only a $1,000 fee. Um, but there are also a bunch of other attorney generals that are uh, that were cited. Jared Agin, former director of communications and former chief of staff, account of perjury, Gerald Ambrose, former city of Flint emergency manager, four counts of misconduct in office, Richard Baird, former transfer uh, transformation manager and senior advisor, uh, one count of perjury, a 15 year felony, one count of official misconduct in office. And it's important because what happened is that members, the people of, of Flint, if you, if you don't already know, you should know by now, um, they actually had Legionnaire's disease, a, a long-term illness, um, and had multiple counts of lead and other, um, and other things in their water. And basically, he denounced, he denied it for two years he um while we already knew back in 2014 and 2015 that there was lead in the water and 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 with covid uh that can't be a beneficial like you know uh additive to their lifestyle right like you know something that like hmm, this person's dying of lead poisoning and all sorts of other stuff and now they got to worry about covid and everything else so basically now they have pre-existing conditions that can now kill them on top of COVID. You know what I mean? So that's crazy, man. I'm glad that they're actually bringing some sense of, some semblance of justice. But they're not. They're not doing that, Teresa. They, they basically, um, go ahead, I'm sorry. 
Well, the focus of the litigation is twofold. Um, there's the 10, 10 people that I just stated. The, it's six. It's about eight to ten people. And also, mm -hmm. Attorney General Dana, uh, Dana Nessel is focused on Flint-related civil litigation, which includes about a six hundred and forty million dollars settlement. So the settlement is probably the more important part, yeah. because for the most part, I I think what you mean is that um, they're really not paying, except for a, a few of them. About Three of them may do 15, 30 years in prison, but not many people. It's it's specific people, managers. It's it's not the people on top. It's not Rick Snyder. He's not going to go to prison for for that long. Greed, greed did that, you know. Greed and oh, what can we do to like make this a little more profitable or do this or do that? And now people are dying from it. We're like a bunch of roaches to them. Like, well, you know, some of them got to die. It's like, you know, there's still plenty more out there. Don't worry about it. Well, you know? how much of the Flint community is black? It's like uh, 43, 44% of the community, something like that. I know it's like well, almost the majority of the community is black there. So, of course, they don't want to take care of anybody and make sure that, that what they're getting. I mean, and when you think about that settlement, it's million. It really should have a B on it, not an M, for as much as these people have gone through. Uh, just quickly looking it up, uh, it's 54% black, 39% white, uh, two or more races is about 5%. Um, the average household in Flint only earns $40,000 a year with a poverty rate of 38.77%. So we're, we're talking about the most marginalized people being taken advantage of and being lied to. And yes, I I am with Robert on this one. These people should be in prison, especially somebody like Rick Snyder, who's on the top of the here of the heap there, telling people that there wasn't lead in their water. That person should be in should have false statements at least attached to um to his criminal charges. There should be at least some kind of and you can say he was voted out of office and that's what was important, but it it doesn't feel like enough, right? It never feels like enough sometimes. I don't, I don't condone um, violent protests, but <laughs> in a situation like this, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what? My, 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 you know, like out here in Newark, we had uh, issues with lead, you know, and that pissed me off to think that I have, you know, a son, preteen son that's bathing in the water and 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 may have well i don't think he really drank much of it thank god but you know like when you'd wash off food or do whatever it is like meat or whatever you're doing to to, to make sure like things aren't don't have any contaminations or whatever you're contaminating it with the damn water that you're thinking you're cleaning it with you know what i mean like rinsing things off with you know so i don't know man that, that enrages me like i, I, I don't think it's enough either but i i am glad that there are at least doing something think of how long it's been since we've heard anything about them doing anything for the people of flint you know i mean these people are still drinking out of bottled water they still haven't had any kind of uh fix for what's going on over there they should pay everybody back all the money they spent on bottled water they should pay everybody yeah that's not enough money man the, all that yeah. stuff if you if you add all that stuff and the anxiety and everything else like you might have, you, they might get money sometime down the road, but I'm sure the the, the litigation or whatever they call it, is going to go on for a while. And during that whole period of time, these people are going to be bankrupting themselves, 
getting sicker. Give me a freaking break, man. I'm sorry. That is that, the that, scary part. I mean, and 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 I only I only have I have to have hope, and you know me, I'm not the one that ha- is is brimming with hope, but um, that the whole Biden wanting to invest in infrastructure means you do something, you got to do something so crazy. You got to be like, you know what? We're going to go to Flint. We're going to go to Flint right now. And we're going to fix the pipes right now because it's been this long. I need him to do something. I need him to be old Joe, crazy Joe for me and do something like that. And it it, it would help. I I hate to say it. It might feel like a stunt that only there's so many areas that have issues with water, have issues that need to be dealt with, but do it, do it. Just do something like that and show America that, you know what, they they can trust you. And I know you're not running again, and that's really important. You're not going to run again. So you've got to do, you got to make this four years count or you're just going to remember, be remembered as a weak candidate that somehow survived. How do you think it's going to, what do you think is going to happen when he's gone? You think that um, in four years, we're going to have a worse Trump that we're going to have to deal with? that may really have a high probability of getting elected? Or do you think Trump I is going to really come back? I really need two years. Tell me, yeah. ask me in two years. Like, that, I need yeah. some time just to see what happens. Because, like, I this seeing the, this insurrection kind of felt like a snapping point. And I don't think that they're going to be able to drag the center right, the center right, into their pit. There's just a lot of people who are already far right and they were already in that camp. And they were they were able to this the center right of the political stream were able to like play both roles mm-hmm. and they got lost in that. Somewhere between the Tea Party and Trump, they just completely lost themselves and they're like, uh well, we we're all the same now, right? And then they realize, oh shit, some of these people are out of their their minds. Some of these people are actually just crazy. Well, we can, and then there's people like Ted Cruz, who knows, he knows that those people are a little crazy and he's feeding off of it. And that's, that's gross. That's the stuff that's really gross. I have a little bit of hope only for one thing that they were saying that, um, MSNBC recently, um, I was watching uh, Kyle Kalinske, I think it was. He was, um, they were, they were, you know, he was showing how MSNBC was actually doing, uh, you know, Bernie type of talking points, like, you know, like really far, not far left, but, you know, re- relatively left wing uh, talking points, which kind of shocked me to hear them. They're like, yeah, you know, this, that, whatever, money, money. And I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a positive. That means like, you know, I'm sure they're not 100% on the democratic socialist side of things. But it's nice to see that like occasionally they'll pull that out and kind of say something positive about it, which gives me a little bit of hope that maybe if things become super popular enough um, that, you know, cause that's what it is that I, I've noticed with Democrats, they, they, they're a bunch of, um, in a lot of cases, I'm not saying Democrats in, in a whole, but like the the one the establishment Democrats, they tend to um, jump on the bandwagon a lot, as well as the, the the media, when they see something that becomes really really popular. You know what I mean? They're like, oh well, you know, it's a, I was down with that too. I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's cool. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's cool. <laughs> you know, but 
if, if that happens enough, hopefully that'll mean, you know, policies will be uh, acknowledged and maybe we'll get something out of it at some point down the line. I just care about my son's future. I know eventually I'm going to pass away. You know, I, I want my son to have the opportunities that, that I didn't have. I think in some cases he does with the technology that exists, but also technology also takes away a lot of opportunities out there because it seems to, you know, like, for instance, you know, like with graphic design work, you could go to some of these websites and buy templates instead of going to graphic, actual graphic design people and, and design something yourself, you know? It's, it's, you have to adapt, you but know? I, it, it, but I, the thing is that I think there's a lot of specialty in that, in each field. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that some of the times that we live in a gray area, that like right now we live in a gray area because yeah. we're stuck at home, we're not, we're not seeing, but I know like I have a, you can't see it right here, but like I have a, somebody's a dragon that somebody drew mini morpho shout out to mini morpho uh yes. that's a twitch person so um i always respect seeing somebody else do graphic art like mm -hmm. there's just something about it and i same thing with music like i can't wait to actually be able to go to a concert um all of that stuff is so important to me so i think that it's easy to feel that way with so much out there. I feel like sometimes it feels like there's a templates for everything because there's there's so much stuff out there. Yep, yep. And a like there's noise. so much yeah. stuff that you're digesting. There's By the way, thank you for Cabal for joining. Thank you for Cabal for joining. Love you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Wow. So like I was saying, um, like I'm like you were saying, like there are definitely top tier people that hopefully we'll soon be bringing to the show that I could um, show some of the people that I feel are, are very talented artists and, and talented people in general, um, or people that have like, you know, something about them that makes them special. There is definitely out there. I'm not going to say it, but it, like I said, the reason why there is so much noise is because we were talking about how, uh, like with the templates and everything else, like that it's, it's easy to replicate certain things. You can't replicate talent. You know what I mean? Like real, real good talent. Mm -hmm. It's, it's that that's that's definitely true, you know, and I don't want to um, I don't want to discredit that. So, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, I agree with you with that. But. Support your local friends, support your local everything. I mean, that sometimes local doesn't necessarily mean right next to you. It means like people that you meet online, unfortunately, that are your friends. And I say unfortunately, because I think that you, you say that you say this in the COVID times where you have to try to branch out wherever you can so find your family and just support them when you can i think that as long as people in this rough time try to like reinvent themselves like that's the key thing whoever's out there listening to me if if you you know i know you don't have to take me seriously try to reinvent yourself try to adapt to this try not to give up you know what i mean because before you know it it'll be done and over with Hopefully it'll be done and over with. I don't want to, you know, predict like, you know, the future because I can't. But I feel like if it is, if it comes to that point where, where it's done and over with, what are you going to do if you wasted all this time and you're still at that same place that you were when it started? You know, you might as well take this time to, to, to do something to make yourself better. Go out there and help those people that you care about around you. Um, and, you know, reinvent yourself, man. Like, that's the key thing. You know, like, find maybe if you have time Just for your hobby, then go ahead. No, I was just wondering if um, if you have seen a bunch of people that you know getting the vaccine, because I actually have. I, I'm not sure if that's just because it. I have 
Yeah. My sister got it because she's in nursing. Um, and so she seems normal. I mean, she's, you know, she's my sister, so I always think she's a little, like, you know, something, something. But, you know, but she's, I love her, and, you know, and she, but she seems normal, you know. So. backwards or anything yet. Yeah. 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 It's not, she's not, you know, losing her mind any more than she already does. But, <laughs> but I love her to death. I love my sister. You know? I think she thinks the same way about me, so. There's a bigger question. Are you willing to get the vaccine? Yes. Um, but I know that I kind of need to, to get back to work, um, to, to, I, I'm this still going to be wearing a mask. I'll still be doing all of that. But the thing is that, um, there's a mixture of like, my dad has type two diabetes. My parents have, my mom, both actually have high blood pressure and stuff like that. So there's kind of like a pre-existing condition kind of center in my family. And I, I want to see them again. I would like to go do stuff. I'd like to go out there. And my job usually involves a lot of going out there and working and like working in different environments. So yeah, I, I'm willing to, but unfortunately I'm not, I'm pretty far down the list. They said, um, uh, what is it? One of the senators, I think, caught COVID, but he had gotten the vaccine, right? Like I heard something about one of those. I think you got the first dose because you have to kind of get two doses. You have to get the, um, I think that's the one I read. There might be, you know, there's always, there's yeah. going to be, uh, I think it's only 93% effective. So yes, that means 7% of people in that, in a sample group are going to get it. But what do you know? And it's possibly, I don't know when he got the shot either. Like, that's the thing about yes. uh, media. They they sit there and they're like, well, he caught COVID, but like, did he get the shot after he got COVID? And maybe it took a while for them to acknowledge the fact that he had COVID? Or, like, it's, it's, I don't know, man. That, that, that whole it's difficult to tell. You yeah, know, it's it very difficult because to tell. It, I, know that, me... I know that if you get COVID, you can't get the vaccine for about two weeks or three weeks afterwards. You have to confirm that it's out of your system. Or it's not, it's not uh, at a high dose in your system. It's it sucks because I used to drink those. Those are delicious. But I was gonna say, anyways, um, what was I gonna say with the um, with the um, with the COVID stuff? It's crazy how they discredit things. All these people in the media and on Facebook and wherever else, they hear these stories. Oh well, does it really work then? Or da 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 da? And, oh, maybe I shouldn't get it. Or you know, like I I I, I miss the days where I feel like. I mean, we were manipulated back then, I guess, right? You know, like they they said yeah, certain things. Were, say, so so exactly so we were manipulated, say. but at least I felt like it wasn't like so obvious. Now it's like everything's a manipulation. Watch out, da da da. The government this, and so I'm like, oh man, come on, give me an effing break, man. So now what do I but do? You, 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 know? li you live in a very meta society. Like we, there's something about the internet that that just changed everything you have such a feeling of what is produced what is being made for you what is made to manipulate you um it's 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 in everything that you do everything that's funny has a reference to something that is like in reality like it kind of pinpoints you so i think that's what it is like we can't you can't unsee it and um it's good but it also it leads to it leads to people watching Newsmax and OAN. It yeah. leads to people like not being able. I can't watch MSNBC. I can't watch CNN. I can watch maybe News 12, which is our local news station, for a couple minutes. But I honestly, 
there's just something about that style of talking on the news and letting you go to that to get to the next that it just doesn't work anymore and, and the weather is <laughs> the weather today is going to be <laughs> Behind the curtain, and, but they got a bigger curtain yeah. now. <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're still, still screwed, screwed, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's not like it's not important. It's like, and uh, I have to say, news journalism is probably not uh, as TV journalism, even internet journalism, like we're doing right now, is not as important as going to your local um, stations. AP News is important. Your local paper is important. Even your local news station is important because they're talking about stories that are happening each day and they have to go into it and go every day and find all of these things that are happening. Um, but it also feels like fluff. Sometimes it just will feel like fluff. Mm. And uh, I, some in some ways i think we have to accept it i think that's uh you i think you've watched parks and rec and and um yeah parks and rec is a pretty good example of it like some of it is just like getting through the news week that's all you're doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, um... so how do you feel do you want to move on to greenhouse gases or do you want to just do our illinois uh end is ends cash bail i mean it's the um I guess uh, we could do both because they're kind of both kind of good things, right? Okay. Like, I mean, we could, you know, talk real quick about both of them. It's not a big problem. You want me to cut yeah. to you? or? Uh, no, no, it's, it, there's, no, there's nothing here. For, no, so really... U.S. greenhouse gas emissions fell 10% in 2020 as COVID curbed travel. Um, I think that this is an obvious statement. Uh, mostly they're talking about how rail and other things have decreased uh, essentially. So the historic jaw to American life, which has resulted in more than 375,000 deaths, unfortunately, 375,000 deaths and a surge in joblessness. I saw the job numbers to be close to, I, I saw two numbers. I saw 900,000 and I saw about 1.1 million um, caused many states to impose travel restrictions and curb uh, our business activity. Uh, it resulted in greenhouse gas emissions dropping about 10.3% last year, according to a new estimate by Rodeman's group. Uh, but emissions reductions come in at huge cost and will likely rebound as vaccines are distributed, authors of the reports had said. Um, it, is it is the largest annual drop in emissions since the Second World War, outstripping a temporary downturn in the 2009 recession, and it forced U.S. carbon pollution to its lowest level in three decades. This, the reduction will also push the U.S. towards its goal of reducing emissions by at least the quarter by 2025, based in 2005 levels that it submitted to the Paris Climate Agreement. So, that's a positive. It's positive. It's, my mind is positive and negative from what I'm hearing, because um, I'm hearing stuff about things that are happening out here with the rail system and everything else. Uh, uh, they said like a lot of things are going to go up in price because of the ridership being less. Um, yes. Less people are, you know, that's that's a bad aspect. Um, and the fact that like it's going to go back up, you know, emissions are going to go back up is kind of a bad thing as well at some point. But for now, it's good. So like what they did with COVID when it first started, it, it, you know, the like I said, we, we, we've talked about this once again, um, how the skies and everything and the car, less people were driving in the skies and everything looked so much cleaner. The air seemed so much better. The, the, the temperature and everything else seemed more regulated. 
Yeah, the and air the, was better. The, the sky yeah, it was, was beautiful. Better. Everything. Like, I enjoyed my, so, my summer. You know, I felt my summer, we had, like, a little cookout in the backyards with the family that were here. You know, we have, like, a relatively big family that lives in one house. It's, I wouldn't say it's huge, but, you know, what is it, six of us? Yeah, we're a party. Seven. Uh, seven of us. There's seven of us <laughs> in this we're house. So, you know, we, 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 we um, you know, we, we'd cook outside. You know, we had, like, a little small pool outside, like, you know, like one of those ones you make yourself and, you know, to cool off. Um. You know, it was nice, you know. It could have been nicer, I guess, if we had that same kind of environment, like with the clean air and everything, and everybody were to be able to bring family members over. But, you know, you had to do what you had to do during, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, lockdown. Lockdown, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's positive because it's kind of just a wake-up uh, call that you can change the structure of your systems to mm -hmm. make them more just more i don't know a little bit less environmentally damaging um i think that it says that the rails the rail is obviously one of the biggest things that we have to define we have to stop coaling coal mining we have to stop gas mining we need to do that as a i know that that's one of the things that i have to, we have to fight biden on is natural gas um they believe in doing natural gas mining um but i that's what i'm just talking about like we know that we can change the environment just by just not traveling yep. and i think that it means that some people are not going to go back to work in their office or they're not going to go to their work in their office every day and i think i don't think i th this is i think we talked robert talked about it and i was I, I'm a little bit more like I want to get back out there and get in stuff, but I don't need to be in the office every day or I don't need to be in a place every day. Um, it's just, I think that's going to be part of the new normal is that it's going to be, you can take a couple days here, you know, take three days off every day, every week and stay at home and just, just send off the stuff. You know, you send off what you need to do at work. Yep. It's a, it's, it's crazy. Like how, how they, but you can't tell that to the business owners. The business owners don't want to hear that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's funny. Well, it's like you got to get back to work. <laughs> now with COVID, you know? Like sorry, we it's gonna really this. depend on the. It's gonna really depend on the type of business, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 It's, it's, it's it, I just, I just find it funny because you, you know, people were like losing money and they were pissed. They're like, oh. But, you know, that's the thing, though. It's like they, they do, everybody just needs to know how to adapt. Everybody has to look at everything and, and see what it is, assess what it is, and then, like, change things for the better. That's what people used to do back in the days. Now, you know, when they didn't have the technology that could do a lot of this stuff for them. You know, they used to be like, well, what are we going to do? And, and, and how can we change this? And they literally made an effort. Now it's just like... You know, if it's not profitable, we got to make a change. If it's if, if they're making money and it seems like it's stable, they don't care. They don't want you to change a damn thing. They'll keep it the way it is, even if it pollutes the environment or or whatever it is. Is it's just it's it's ass backwards thinking. You know what I mean? Like if I had my own, if I had a a, a billion dollars, well, maybe not necessarily a billion, but enough for me to have a big company. I, my, my thing would be like, how could we be more efficient? How could we do more for our people? How could everybody, I wouldn't hire more people than I need. 
You know what I mean? I wouldn't overextend myself or overextend them. You know what I mean? I, I would try to keep a certain kind of balance, you know, um, where I wouldn't have to fire people regularly, you know, as much as possible. Obviously, if a person's an idiot, I got to fire them. But, you know, I would do my, I don't mean an idiot in a sense like, you know, like they're stupid. I mean an idiot, like, you know, some people come to work and they disrupt things and, you know, those type of idiots, the ones that are, are necessary aren't necessarily meant I, I to be. Don't think you have to explain it. No, I, I, I feel think, like I you know because I, I feel like you know we live now live in a world where if you say the wrong things, like and I don't even think what I'm saying is that major, but if you say the wrong things on the internet and they hear it, oh that guy said people are idiots and blah blah blah, and, this, and they'll take it to a whole different degree from where I'm like you know trying to express it. So I always feel like. Maybe I shouldn't be so, I, I guess like some of these talk show hosts or people that are talking on the internet, they don't seem to care and they, they benefit from being like obnoxious or whatever. I don't want to insult anybody. I want to bring people in. I want people to understand that sometimes being harsh isn't a, a, a negative thing, but I also don't want to scare them off. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, like you could, you could tell them like, like the people that tell you the most harshest things are the people that love you. You know what I mean? It's not, they're, they're going to be honest with you, right? So I'm trying to be honest, but I don't want to be um, an a-hole doing it too much to people that don't really get that kind of like way of thinking. You know what I mean? But like some. But you also have to be courageous in your convictions. No, you're whatever right. Whatever it and is. Teresa's told me Sometimes that. Just... <laughs> Teresa's told me and, that. And, and and I okay, so we we can talk about this off the cuff because we're we we finished with that discussion, um, but off the cuff when we're really talking about this. Yes, conflict brings audiences. So that's one of the things that you're not, you don't want to be one of those people that just uses conflict as a way to bring in an audience. But you shouldn't be afraid. I mean, there, yeah, obviously there are certain terms that you shouldn't use. And we, I think we can figure that out pretty easily. But like, I think you have to understand that your audience can figure out context. And if they're not going to be able to figure out context, they're not really worth trying to force to be your audience. You're right. You're right. And there's so much out and there. It, there's, there's so, so much, much out there, there nowadays that people are finding their people, their people that they are reaching, their people that they can talk to. Um, I think that that has a lot to do with the power of the internet. You know, you if it's not your cup of tea, if we're not your cup of tea, there's so many other things to watch, you know? But we want to connect with the people that do understand and, and do hear us and understand that, yeah, we're not bad people at the heart of it. We're not, we're not Trumpers. <laughs> you know, and we're um, tame. We're I, I feel that we're tame. We're yeah. tame. I feel like I curse the most out of all of you. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I just, I want to, I want to, I want to feel like we invite people in. I don't want to be soft. I don't want to be like, you know what I mean? But at the same, like, I want to be harsh at the people that deserve to get their ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like, that, those are the people, like, I'll be quick to say I can't I stand Trump. I can't stand, like, certain people. But, you know, like, but at the same time, I, I want to, like, look, everybody, I accept everybody. You know, you might have been taught the wrong things or you might have been misled, you know, but I, I, I want to help you see that some of these people that you trusted in life, you know, or just because you're cool with them in theory, just like, it's like when you grow up, you know, you have those friends that are knuckleheads that you, you gravitate to because you feel like they're, they're, they're your friends. 
and then 10, 20 years later, these people are never talking to you again. And it's like, why did I devote that much time and effort and, and, and dedication to these people that really didn't give a damn about me? You know what I mean? You know, I, I used to, you know, you know, do things that I shouldn't do, to, you know, back in the days when I was younger. I'm not going to dwell too much on that. But with those people that I used to do those things with, I used to think those people were my friends, right? And then later on, time goes on. And um, I'm not getting phone calls from these people. The only time I get phone calls from a lot of them, hey, man, um, I heard you're doing this. Uh, you know, you think you could do this for me? That's all I get it from. You know, I don't get like, hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? Like, is everything good with you and your family? Are you safe? Is life great? Uh, uh, you know, uh, like, are you managing through COVID? Or, like, I don't get those phone calls like that. You know I what I mean? that's just all part of growing up. You know, your circle becomes smaller because you, I, I think, too, how hard you is doesn't want to deal with the same bullshit that you've always dealt with, you know, and people realize, I think, especially during COVID, people have come to the point where they're like, I'm going to try to take care of myself. I'm going to try to focus on my own well-being and my own mental health so that way I don't have to worry about placating people that don't care about me or making them making time for them in my life but they don't care. You know, like just like they say phone calls go both ways. It's the same thing when it comes to friends and everything like that too. You know, these people that aren't reaching out to you, these people that aren't in contact with you you realize it now, and I think a lot of people are realizing it now during COVID, like, okay, I'm going to keep my own mental health the priority. I'm going to say no to people. I'm going to tell people, you know, some people, they don't take the same um, seriousness when it comes to this whole COVID thing that other people do, you know, and some people, there have been friends that, you know, they want you to go out and they're, oh, it's not a big deal. And I see people, you know, they'll end up going to like dinner with their friends and everybody outside at like some some restaurant and it's like okay this stuff's not over they you have to be comfortable enough to say and care about your own well-being if it's going to cause you anxiety if it's going to cause you stress to say no i'm not going to do this you know and it ends up canceling out a lot of people it cancels out a lot of friends because then all of a sudden they're like mm -hmm. oh well then you don't care well, well maybe you don't care maybe you're not caring about what i'm feeling you know it i think it's shined a lot of light to a lot of different people with this whole pandemic of who are really friends and who aren't, who you didn't hear from at all to call you and check up on you and say, hey, how are you dealing with all of this, you know? But at the same time, people are trying to focus on themselves. I really think that that is a big issue right now is like we're trying to just stay with our heads above water. If you can throw out the life preserver to ask a friend, hey, are you okay, you know? And there are some friendships and relationships that you can have where you don't talk for a long time, I have, I'm thankful to have a couple of friends that are like that, that I haven't, I don't have to talk to every single day, but when I do talk to them, it's like you can pick up. Those are awesome. From where you left <laughs> off. Because everybody loves you. you. You're a good person. I, well, I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, in the um, end, I'm going to have to make some, I'm going to have to make some phone calls. I'm going to have to... <laughs> Not just do my poker night like I do on Fridays. I mean, like, you know, it's a hard time. But at the same time, you know, they have to recognize when, when other people aren't going through an easy time either. The phone goes both ways, you know, and if you can make the effort, even if it's been a while and you do reach out to somebody and say, hey, how's it going? You know, it makes a difference, especially if you're not calling to ask for something like, 
some of Rob's friends, you know, don't call to ask for something. Call because you care. Call because you're interested in this person, seeing if they are well, drowning or if they're surviving. Here's a huge question. And actually, this is something that is, is difficult. What happens when, I, I think that a part of the COVID syndrome is that basically you start to overshare on social media. And a lot of people that I know have started to share a way more than I ever saw them share before. So I see them with their families and with their lives. And you kind of almost feel like you're being invasive in their lives. Like if you're not living the same kind of uh, situation, it's harder to communicate with those people. That's what I've noticed. It's just like, cause you're like in, it's hard, it's hard enough to survive during this COVID experience, but like to like take up anybody's time almost feels selfish. Some people need, um, uh, I'm on mute. Honestly. Sorry, I was on mute. I, I took my mute off. Um, some people need the extra comfort, but it's like, it's hard to kind of choose like the right person to do it. Like you'll see people posting things. Like I've had friends who have lost people during this time or friends who have like just in general, like, you know, have gone through a lot because of depression and, 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 and other anxieties that, that have happened uh, through this time. And I don't know how to approach a lot of them. Like it, I, and it's a lot of them that I've seen. And um, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like, you don't want to be like, Hey, I know you're not feeling great. I don't really want to, you know, get involved too much, but you know, is there anything I can do to like, you know, to talk about or whatever, or, you know, it's awkward, you know, it's like, no, I don't think anybody's handling this in a, in a real healthy way. Like, I mean, not necessarily a healthy way, but they don't know what to, to do in a situation. Nobody's been in this situation. Like I've been around, I'm, I'm, I'm 40 something odd years, right? I don't want to, you know, blow up my spot too much year old or whatever and i've never <laughs> been through this crap you know what i mean <laughs> like i don't know what the hell to do in this thing so i can only imagine that like like they said what the last time was 1912 or something yeah, like that from that's ever dealt with this. yeah you know if you're not from 1912 or anything year, though. Uh, so it's like 1918 18 right it was 1918 it was 1918 yeah because sickle cell yeah but like it's, it's i thought it was a, a hearing that though sickle cell i thought there was a spanish flu or something in 1912. but sometimes it's just better to just if you can just hear that from a friend even if you haven't heard it in a while like that nobody knows what's happening nobody knows what to do nobody has the answer no one has it all down packed you know it's it's not right either it's what's best for you what are you doing to help yourself survive is what's best for you you know there are some people that are surviving better by you know still going out there and still trying to do whatever they have to do and then there's some people that feel better being at home and staying safe i can't tell people how to live nobody can tell you how to live your life you know or you know which friends to speak to but at the same time you know people are struggling everybody's trying to figure out what's best can i ask a question um why did they call it the spanish flu were they being like racist like they said with the china virus and all that other because i was like i'm sorry that that thing just clicked in my it head and, not, I'm, and i'm thinking to myself spanish. like why is it the spanish flu yeah, it was something was like, like they blamed the spanish for it yeah, that's what they did 
Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, they are blaming another race. I'm like, yo, there were races back then too. Spanish were the first ones to actually say their troops had it because neither side wanted to admit that their troops had it because they didn't want to give like an upper hand saying, well, our troops are sick and all this other stuff. So then the Spanish, I think, kind of got tagged with it because they were the first to admit that they had it, but it didn't, I don't think it actually originated in Spain, but I don't know. Yeah, that, it actually that, was first found in Kansas. That, that, that's <laughs> all, here we go again. They did it then, they did it Because right. it clicked to me, I'm like, wait right. a minute. Like, I knew it was a Spanish flu, but then I started thinking about what they were saying about China, and I'm like, well, they're doing the same thing back then that they're doing right now. Like, it's, I feel like to some degree, like, like, like I'm like, damn, yo. This country got a badass history, man. Like, they, like I'm going to blame everybody but me. And I'm like, all right. More things change, more things I'm freaking change. believable. I'm freaking. <laughs> oh, here, here's the exact news of the sickness first made headlines in Madrid in late May 1918. And coverage only increased after the Spanish king, Alfonso VIII, uh, came down with a nasty case a week later. So he just happened to get it. He just happened to be the leader who got it, so they called it the Spanish flu. Wow. <sighs> Racism still exists in this. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I can say that they do well in this country, racism. Huh? <laughs> like, like, let's blame everybody, but every, you know, like just, you know, why not say it's a sickness that we all need to fix? Like, you know, give me a freaking break. Like, I get it. You, you don't like the countries or whatever it is, but, you know. America's got to be, you. you know, like they're like we're gonna make America great again. Everything Amer about America is great. Everybody else is bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what. The, that's what <laughs> that was definitely war for you. That was just how how you uh, make the other the enemy decimate the enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I just sat there and I just like if something clicked in my head just now. I was like, click, click, click. like wait a minute. I was like that does not sound right. Oh no, man! It's like I hate being woke. No, okay, I hate that woke. But you know, I feel like it, like like I felt like I was waking up a little bit there. Like anyway, um, well, you, wanna... you know what? We sh we should go to Illinois being maybe a little bit a little bit more woke. Yeah. Uh, so Illinois is going to end cash bail uh, or is trying to end cash bail and require police to wear body cameras. It is a sweeping legislation overhaul that uh, passed the state lawmakers on Wednesday. Um, it is looking after the state's criminal justice system that would end cash bail and eventually require every police officer in the state to, to wear a body camera. The Black Caucus succeeded in passing three of the four pillars of its agenda in just great. five days. Great. great. In that was great. Sorry? Yeah. We're saying great. We're like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, I was like, huh? No, no, but in addition to the criminal justice legislation, the caucus also won approval for wide ranging measures aimed at addressing inequality in education and economic development. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit more information here about the House Black Caucus that was there, but it looks like they made a major move here and were able to finally. Uh, get some things done in Illinois that, I mean, five days is just, that is an impressive showing. It's always good to hear something about, you know, things, you know, dealing with the police and, and, um, you know, 
you know, the st how they handle things now. You know, it's good. It's really good. Did it say so, you know, with the big helping them keep accountable for like the bot, like any deaths in the jails as well, when it comes to the body cam stuff, is like if there's any um, deaths within the jail, they also have to keep account of that. They have to keep details about different stuff that they're actually more details for the police that ha they have to provide about their stuff too. I think it was something else I was reading in that article, which I thought was great, mm -hmm. that they're making sure that to really hold them accountable for stuff that's happening that I think was probably getting a lot more swept under the rug before. That's the only thing I think they should put money into is the police camera and the infrastructure for recording all that stuff. Well, they, the problem is that they can turn it off at any time. No, I know, but then that's they should be held accountable if they know that they turned it off during a situation. There, there should be, you know, not, not every single, if, if every cop turns it off, if there's three cops or two cops and one guy turns it off, there's another cop there. So, you know, in theory, there's some footage somewhere. And, and I think that because, you know, footage is footage, they got to store that footage somewhere, you know, they got to pay for data storage, redundant, redundant data storage, which is getting cheaper, thank God. Excuse me. Um, so that's where they should put money into. If anything, technology wise that and like, um, other means of restraining people without actually shooting people, I don't have a problem tasering somebody than shooting somebody, even though tasering can still kill somebody, you know, if they, you know, have heart conditions or whatever else, at least they're not trying to purposely kill a person or maim them with like a weapon, you know what I mean? Like, like bust a huge hole in somebody and hope that they live through it, you know what I mean? So I think at the end of the day, um, yeah, technology and, 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 um, and uh, re you know, money into retraining some of these police on how to handle things or money into creating different departments for different you know more specific um needs like mental health issues or you know like really high you know uh, a high violence like situation or whatever then you have those people there for that you have the people for the less violent crimes people for traffic and and you 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 um hold on a second <laughs> Teresa's telling me to hurry up. <laughs> I see her over there going like, I was like, I get it. But you understand what I'm okay. saying. Okay, I'm not trying to break I'm Breaking my heart, bro. I, well, the thing is that I was going <laughs> to... The measure also includes provisions aimed at improving pretrial services for those facing charges and would require more reporting on deaths in custody yeah. and would remove that requirement that people filing a complaint against a police officer sign a sworn affidavit. Um, the final package approved by the Senate eliminated some of the most controversial measures, including a provision removing protections for police officers in lawsuits alleging civil rights violations, and one that would withhold state funds from municipalities that failed to comply with body camera requirements. So that kind of says that it took some of the teeth out of the, if they, if they turn off their body cameras, then they can probably get away with it for some of these uh, cases. So, I mean... Positive negatives, you know, you got you, usually this is what happens in most lawmaking. There's going to be you're going to lose one or two things from your pillar. Well, hopefully they'll fix that. What they really should do is incorporate the YouTube algorithm, you know, where they see um, things on the in the video or they hear certain words, whatever it is, you know, like that. that I think that would help uh, crack a lot of cases or like at least like, you know, help with um, people's innocence or like uh, police abuse. 
You know what I mean? Like, it seems like that algorithm or whatever sees everything, right? So at the end of the day, it's like, apply that, you know, give them a copyright strike here, you know, um, you know, that makes sense. You know what I mean? You know, like how, like, it's, it seems like the technology there should be like kind of sounds like more like something Tesla is going to do. It sounds more like something Tesla would spend money on. But you see, like, the possibilities, like, they could hear your voice. It could translate whatever it is that you're saying and put it into, you know, text. It could do, um, you yeah, know, it could do that. all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you might as well take those things and put that into the police system so that when things go bad, they're like, hey, they got you there, bro. They, they said the cop said blah, 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 or the person said blah, blah, blah. And I like that. That's what I want to see. I mean, small small little trick here. Um, most MP3s are mm. can go right into a transcription system. Mm. So literally, most MP3s can literally just get, go one pass through a system, and have it automatically read all of it out. Wow! Like, like <laughs> you can hear the word and put into text. That's cool. They they, yes. they do that with um YouTube and um all the other yes, stuff. Like I've noticed. I'm like I don't understand. Like why is it? Like it doesn't make sense. Like you know you pay for the technology or whatever it is, and it would do so much better. You know like. You said like um they gave us a copy not a copyright strike but like they gave us an issue with the the blood that was in that other video right is that what do you think happened yes. and uh, so yes. like if it could see that crap you know what I'm saying like it could see the cop beating the hell out of somebody right it like can see violence yeah, yeah you know what I mean <laughs> so it's like come on like that's what they should have they should have that technology but um you know yeah. I guess it's not financially feasible for that they don't want to incriminate police or anything right. <laughs> And we just want to get the no, criminals off the street. <laughs> but um yeah, man, that's good, man. I'm I'm happy to see that that's happening. You know, like we're we're I think technology is a good thing, but like it's also a bad thing. I think technology is open up a lot of eyes, but because people don't know how to grasp a lot of that stuff, I think it's made people crazy in some cases. You know, like I I'm grateful to see a lot more because then I could see things and, and interpret things, you know, a lot easier. But some people that, um, what's the word? That Some people that were so used to the status quo now see so much, it's kind of like, you know, um, fried their brains a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know if you've seen that with people or not, but I've definitely seen it. They're like, oh, you know, you know, like the, the, the tinfoil cap type of people. They, they, they see the technology sometimes as being like a really big negative, but if you could utilize it for the right um stuff it, it could be very beneficial to our future but i don't know what do you I, think i stay away from the i just stay away from the tinfoil cap people but there's so um, many of I, them now and honestly <laughs> see, I, I, I think i was somewhat influential into getting some of those people who would maybe fall into that group of people into the idea that there's a context to reality so i don't they're not that they're not so far over the ledge and some of them are, but they're quiet. They're not. They're not stupid. Like yeah. they're just. They're not sycophantic to Trump. I don't have any friends that are, that I know of. I know parents of friends that have parents who are, um, huge Trump supporters. But directly Trump supporters, no. Luckily, I've kept them out of my life so i feel lucky in that degree because i don't have i didn't have to have that pushback at all yeah I, I, i'm always shocked at the things that i see nowadays uh when it comes to people 
you know, I, I'm grateful though. I, I, I see some good things coming out of, of life, the way it's been developing. But then I also see like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's so easy to do good and it's also so easy to do bad. What did you do? <laughs> it sounded like you popped a balloon. <laughs> yep. It's popping bottles over Basically. <laughs> oh, man. But there, there, was, there was some one other thing I was going to ask you, but of course I forgot it. So it's not like it's a big deal. I'll remember it another time and talk to you about it later. I just, I don't know. I was wondering if you have, oh, did my camera just go? Uh, my camera just it's dropped. gray. Off. Hey, why are you cursing, man? You just demonetized. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right at the end you of the show, it's like, no, I'm kidding. Teresa, Teresa went out too. Yeah, I don't know. There it's like go. I updated One, the firm. I updated the firmware on that camera and it still gives me like issues. I don't know what the hell is up with that. Like it doesn't give me issues when I use like an Atomos um, Ninja or whatever. Cause I have an Atomos here that I used to use it and it never went off like that. But I don't know. It's weird. These technology things. So is there anything you'd like to add Teresa before we go? Uh, no, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Are, are you happy? Is everybody happy? I, I, I feel like I feel like I'm getting happier like the last couple of days. I think that um like for the last four years I've been super stressed. And I feel like I'm slowly getting happier. I'm still a little concerned because we still got what six more days left of this fool. But at the same time I feel like I'm a little happier than I was, you know? If they can keep him from running again, that'll help me be even happier. If this whole impeachment will help prevent him from running again in the future, because I don't want to see his orange ass in four more years. Well, you're going to see him again. Be then? Oh, my God. You're going to see him on Fox News. You're going to see him all over the place. I was robbed oh, I <laughs> all day I long. I hope it's a uh, game of Monopoly. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go straight to jail. Straight like not, to jail. That's where I want you to go. Not to bad, bad mouth um, Bill Cosby and all these other people, because like, I don't know anything about anything. Like I know he probably did some spirit or whatever, so whatever about Bill Cosby. But, but <clears throat> I want to see uh, Donald Trump looking like Bill Cosby right now. I want him locked up. I want him locked up. I want him like... Getting old in jail and then like you know looking like like sad and depressed yeah. because oh, I I think he's done so much evil look. that I just want him out you know I I'm sick of him I'm so sick of him I I want him the door to close and the TVs to be off of him and to be him, for him to be less acknowledged uh, in society because the last four years has been horrible every day I I would just get on the television or wherever it is on the internet. And I constantly felt anxiety because I couldn't believe how stupid he was yeah. and how stupid people are for, for trusting him, you know, and, and, what, and what was it today? What is it going to be today? What yep, kind of shit yep, yep. So I'm looking forward for that to be gone and, I, and it's nice making me happy. President. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I feel pretty happy right now that I feel like it's almost over. You know, like I thought it might be okay. another four more years. I was going to, you know, that was very, my my heart was broken. as we leave. I just want to say that everybody should watch uh, Jordan Klepper on The Daily Show. Oh my God, uh, I, love I think him. it was yesterday. I love that my was, girl more, but a... I love him. <laughs> like he's a he's awesome. That, <laughs> yo, the stuff that he says to these people, it's like he's like yeah, you know, da, 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 da. 
And then he'll say something real smart See? ass to them, and he'll flip the script. And I'm like, yo, it's just funny, man. Go ahead. Like, yeah, like, for I mean, that's militant. Right? They're like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get them to agree to shit. What were you saying, Ant? You Anthony? What were you saying? Oh no, that's how you use your whiteness. That's how you use your whiteness correctly. Is you walk up to people and you just say, "So you're have you have no argument?" So, uh. Yeah, so it's only because of we're we're white, right? All right, bye. <laughs> Just leave. That's like basically his strategy. Yo, he is so funny though, man. The way he does it, man. Like my my one of my friends is, I think, uh, friends with him. I think that he helps produce his show. I actually got to talk to him. Um, but that dude is effing funny, bro. Like that guy. Yeah. Every time I, I turn that on and I see him pop up, I, I listen to the whole segment. I'm like, I got to listen. When he did the, like, Trumper thing, like, when he went to, like, the, the rallies and all that. Oh, my God. Like, that's the funniest stuff I've seen in a long time. Like, so, so you know, yeah. so you he was talking to the priest. All right, this is the one story I'm going to tell you that, that recently that I heard again because YouTube tends to, like, put uh, Comedy Central stuff over and over again for whatever reason because they... Like giving Comedy Central money or whatever. They don't give independent money, but Comedy Central, whatever. So he was talking about to, to the priest or whatever, and the priest was like, yeah, Trump is, he he, he believes in um, one wife, you know, in marriage and blah, blah, blah. And this guy is like, he's like, say what? <laughs> he's like, he basically was like, like when he said that, I was dying. I was like, he's like, so so until they're until they're old, right? <laughs> like, like he said, it like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I know I'm not as funny. Okay, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? But you get the... <laughs> I, I, but you, you, I know you. Have you seen that episode? That fun. That yo, I was dying, bro. I was dying, yo. I was dying. No, yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> that guy is funny. All right. So, <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it, I we're we're having a kind of a silly ending, but uh, thank you for joining us all today, and uh, hope we all grew a little bit and had had a good time today. Amongst all the crazy, all the crazy nonsense going on, Trump, the impeachment, everything. Hopefully, in a couple of six days, things will feel a little bit more normal. I know they will not feel perfectly normal, but hopefully, we'll get to that spot. Uh, so we'll talk to you guys soon. See you guys soon. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Appreciate you.